Yes. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, I did. So, guys, I have to chime in here because yeah. we have a new sponsor. And now the 12 o'clock lunch hour is sponsored by College Racing. College Racing, your no Welcome aboard. Ohio NASCAR team. Thank you for sponsoring us, guys. Yeah, you're going to hear that a lot throughout the 12 o'clock hour, not just today, but for the next couple of months. College Racing, I we are proud. The flag on there. Proud to have them as a sponsor. And now, yes. if you don't have a NASCAR team, you do now. I it feel like we Matt have Crawley to learn team. a little more about NASCAR. Every Monday and Friday. Yeah. It'll be a quick because little NASCAR nugget. Earl, maybe Earl should do a NASCAR report. We're going to put a uh, mic back there for Earl, and he's going to do he a little NASCAR, uh, this guy. A little NASCAR report every Monday and Friday. I had my colleague Racing Hat on in Giant Eagle. People was like, hey, who's your friend? You, 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 you like the Chevy cars? And I was like, uh, AJ Allmendinger, that's your answer. He's the uh, only yeah. one I know on, on college All racing. the drivers I knew, like I paid, when I was living in upstate New York, I used to pay attention to NASCAR because we carried it on my station. Uh, but but now all those good drivers from then are gone. Right? Yeah, Jeff era. Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt Tony Jr. Stewart, gone, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. I think he's retired. I, yeah. I used to Michael cover NASCAR. Trip. Well, we're going to get he's schooled old, up. Old, we're yeah, going to yeah. get schooled up on NASCAR. All right, guys. Uh, yesterday it was announced that the Browns are going to be playing in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, August 3rd, which is what? Five, I mean, it's five months away. Right. Seems like a long time, but not a long time. Not a long time. Uh, Browns and the Jets, appropriate with Joe Thomas, Darrell Rivas, and Joe Klecko. Yep. Uh, three of the headliners of the Hall of Fame enshrinement. Uh, so, I mean. It's going to be awesome. It's cool for it's us. It's going to be The awesome. game itself is the least interesting part, really. It is homecoming from G. Bush. Yes. He is back in the city. It'd be it nice triumphant. if we could do a show from there. That'd be dope. We, that may be, so peel back the curtain for you guys. Yeah. It would take us a full day to take our equipment, put it somewhere, do a show, and then a full day to put it back in. Yeah. But I think doing a show from Canton for that might be worth yeah. two Ooh. off days of UCSS. So, Steve. Yeah. Well, we could always tape three shows in one day if we had to. I mean, evergreen shows, yeah. It yeah. wouldn't be topical. But, hey, I think that is maybe the first thing that we've had come across our plate. Yeah. That would be worse, especially if Joe Thomas lets me do the introduction speech, which he's not going to. But <laughs> until that's officially what? off the table. Are you out of your mind? We're boys. No, you're not. He texted me afterwards. He was like, that was awkward. Oh, my God. But that's my boy, me and Joe. No. Yeah. Who do you think does it? For real, though, who do you think does it? Uh, probably one of his high school coaches or something. I mean, there's, there's no one from the Browns during his te tenure that makes I mean, sense. Could it be one of his buddies on the offensive line? Him and Batonio are tight. Batonio, could it be Mitchell Schwartz? Could it be Alex Mack? I don't Nuggets? feel like there's an obvious choice. No. That's why I, mean, I have a chance. Maybe there is to him. There probably is. But Yeah, like, come on. He, he definitely has a regular life. It could be his pastor. I could see like his dad doing it. Yeah, his dad is. They should talk Which to quarterback him. did he have to introduce himself to on the field? I think it should be him. Josh Johnson. There you go. That would be funny. Did I say I thought I said that when we talked about you did. You had every quarterback. Do one line. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> or, you know, we could would put Didi out there to introduce that? him. Could have who introduced him? We could him? bring out a Didi to introduce a Didi him. Would be a, a Didi would be a good job. And yeah. Do we have a Didi? We do. Live from the combine. What's Hi, up, everybody. Aditi, who do you think? Well, you know what's so funny? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. It's funny because I was with Joe at the Super Bowl at the Merlin Olsen Luncheon with the Hall of Fame. And then on Saturday morning, the Hall of Fame does this really cool breakfast that's very intimate. It's just the brand new class and someone talking. And then they go through and they get size for their rings and they sit with the sculptor. And Joe, I asked, I said, so are you going to do like an Alan Fanica? Will you make your bust? 
what you looked like before or what you look like now. And Joe had never thought about it. And he said to me, he's like, what do you think I should do? And I was like, well, I think you should look like the guy you look like when you were playing, which right. is what he is going to do. I suggested. So I do he, have some say in that, at least. I suggested when he came on the show that he, in his bus, crush a beer. Like, have him crushing a beer in the bus. <laughs> That's not, yeah. I don't know about that one, not but so. who do you think? I mean, the bus are a great story. I don't. I mean, I I feel like it'll be his dad, just right? because he went fishing. Like when he was drafted, he was on that boat with his dad. So wouldn't it be his dad? But I don't I know. Think, I never even asked him. I, I haven't feel like thought there's to no ask obvious him. player or person with the Browns. No. That would yeah. do it. I mean, there's I not would... a coach that he no. was with forever. There's not no. like a line coach, like a position coach. No. There's not. Um, and like, yeah, for the teammates that he was close with, like an Alex Mack, but it wasn't like a whole career. It wasn't. Right. I played next to this guy for 10 years. Right. So. Right. Um, All right. Before we. Yeah, continue... I feel like it should be a family member. OK, before, go ahead. Before we continue our football conversation, we've started a new segment on the show called Aditi rips her husband. So anything you want to rip your husband for today? <laughs> I was going to ask that if you did it. No, most definitely not. Um, my wonderful, fabulous, amazing husband is home alone with two children, one of whom is sick and has been throwing up. Ooh. And I had to expend my trip for a day. So all kudos, all hail to here's, the present father. Here's, okay. here's what we're going to do. We're going to do, we're going to, we're going to clean this up. I, I'm the great PR person since I'm the people's champion. They all love me. Aditi, could you tell us what is your, what is the, the most, what is the most favorite, favorite thing about your husband? What's your favorite thing about him? Now you can get her in trouble. She won't be able to think of anything. <laughs> um, he likes my cooking. <laughs> is that backhand? He likes he likes my cookie. So it was a reverse pickpocket uh, move. Like, like it was no, I'm a really good cook and yeah. he, he eats it. I think I think that that's one of those things in life. Like your the best traits are your worst traits, right? So my favorite thing is that he is not exactly like me, meaning that I'm very New York and he's very even. You know, like um emotional allowed and this and that he's very level which is really good because it's the yin to my yang but sometimes i wish like come on be a little bit more you know <laughs> i get it i, get I, it. I can't we, even do it right i can't my can. gosh can you immediately say your favorite thing about your spouse i yeah Adam, you know the exact number yeah. one favorite well, thing about uh, your G, wife go first go uh, ahead g I my, my wife absolutely adores me like i don't think there's anybody else in this world that can love me more than she loves me she she will wake up in the middle of the night and if i'm hungry she will wake up in the middle of the night and say are you hungry do you want something to eat and she'll go cooking and i like i love her to death for that like dude, i'm never getting that nowhere else my well, wife is the most caring thoughtful person ever right she cares about everybody she feels for everybody anybody in her sphere anybody she knows she she is sensitive she remembers things about them so yeah that's her caring mcnuggets what's the favorite thing you about your putting, multiple you're girlfriends? putting me to shame <laughs> you're putting me to shame guys well we really in fairness we had question? time to think about it one you you know, after yeah, me, you you know, did. yeah. She's, she's, mike mikey's got 12 different girlfriends my, uh, wait i got wait i got one before mikey goes to his 12 different girlfriends yeah. i really do have one my favorite thing about my husband is that he 100% actively backs my career. 
and he has That's enough confidence that he is never, ever, ever threatened by my profile as compared to him. Meaning only, you know, like his team, his friends will joke with him, call him Mr. Kinkabwala, which obviously uh, is not his name, or like Mr. Aditi, and yeah. it doesn't get to him. And he does anything he needs to to support me, such as That's great. staying at home with the kids, That's right? Awesome. And my daughter See, is sick. I have to extend my trip. And I'm like, I think I have to stay an extra day. And he goes, no problem, do it. And I say, are you sure? And he says, no yeah. problem. Now, if I was out on a girl's trip, he would not say that. But because it's work, he's got my back. That's, that's great. Dope. That that's is awesome. a great that's, thing. That's, we like yeah, that. Yeah. Shout out to the Matt. Shout out to the active father. I can't do, yes. And I can't do what I'm doing if he wasn't right. supportive. And he, I couldn't travel the way that I travel every single weekend. I couldn't do games. I couldn't watch the film, be on the phone, you know, all of that, the way that I am, if he wasn't supportive. Aditi, you are at the combine right now. Actually. Look at that. Look at that. Yes, She's I like, am I did combine. that. Yeah. You, are, you are at the, the combine yeah, right now. Well, because it's true. I didn't even have to make it up. <laughs> I am at the combine, Mikey, and is, Catherine Raish, the Browns the, fabulous uh, assistant general manager, is going to talk soon. Yes, and she's never spoke to the media yet, has she? In this position with the Browns. Oh. Yeah, I think it's the first time she has. I didn't know that. Maybe um, that's why she texted me, and she's like, I'm excited. And I'm like, really? Hopefully we get some now good stuff. Now I know why. My question for you, though, first, though. Yeah. Is the Combine the most fun NFL media event of the year? More than the Super yes. Bowl? Oh, it is. Way why? more. Why? Way more. It is the only time. So, first of all, the entire league, although that's changing, side note, but the entire league is here, meaning scouts, assistant coaches, head coaches, general managers, personnel guys, agents, Everybody is in one of the most fabulous cities in America. And what I mean by that is Indianapolis is totally walkable. So you walk from whatever hotel you're at to a restaurant, to a bar, to the convention center, you're inevitably going to run into people. I mean, this morning I got to catch up with two of my old bosses at the NFL Network, with the commissioner, with Sean Desai, who's the new um, defensive coordinator in Philadelphia with Howie Roseman, who I said, oh, I'm so excited you hired one of my people. And he's like, what do you mean? What do you mean one of your people? And I said, well, you know, Sean Desai married an Indian girl from Jersey, and I'm an Indian girl from Jersey. <laughs> and I found out that Howie Roseman grew up in the town next to mine. Ten years, I've never even known that. But anyway, it's like things like that. And people don't have the same tension or stress. So it's the one time you can really have – unguarded personal conversations where you get to know someone. I mean, I can't tell you how many hours I've spent talking to people about their kids. Or Last night I was sitting with the Minnesota Vikings offensive staff and we we're talking about potty training. I mean, can you imagine doing that at training camp? But it was just, but again, like I'm saying potty training because it's just a way to personally connect with people that sometimes it's a little bit more contentious or it's a little bit more transactional. Like, okay, is this guy starting or is this guy getting cut or is this, you know, whatever. Now you're actually getting to know the people right. that you have to spend a lot of time with. And I, I mean, I love it. I also, I've said that I said it over and over to CBS to me as a reporter, it's the single most important event on the NFL calendar. Adidi, because again, everybody's here. Uh, obviously Andrew Berry and Kevin Stefanski are there. And Andrew Berry spoke yesterday, Stefanski speaking today. We know you, you, you have a relationship with both of these guys. So uh, what are your thoughts right now? Like, we've talked a lot about the offseason game plan for the Browns uh, in terms – well, obviously, they cut John Johnson. Berry, surprisingly to us, acknowledged that yesterday because right. 
He usually doesn't acknowledge anything that's not official. Clearly, they're going to need another safety, but linebacker, defensive tackle, and we think definitely wide receiver are big areas of need. Uh, what, it, it talks with them and reading the room or whatever. Uh, do you think they're going to be aggressive or, and, and throw caution to the wind because, like, hey, we went all in on Watson? Or are they going to be more conservative because for the first time in a long time, they're a little closer to the cap than they've been? Well, I think that that's part of the magic is how you manage the cap, right? And that's part of the restructuring and all of that. But I do think that this is not a complacent team. And by team, I mean brass. Andrew Barry's not going to kind of sit here and hope that one small, tiny tweak is going to change everything. So what do I call it? I call it a prudent aggression, a caution. It's not a willy-nilly and F them picks a la less need thing. But I do think that there is some aggressiveness, necessary aggressiveness. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to piggyback off of that. Do you, uh, Aditi, feel like their um, their transparency um, with the media and with the fans shows a little bit of, of urgency? Do, are they feeling the pressure a little bit um, to get off the, to a good start in, during the season? I don't think it has anything to do with the media or the fans. I, I mean, that's just what it is. You don't win games for fans. You win games because that's your job, you know? And I think... Obviously, everybody is in better shape if the season can start well, if you can gain some momentum early in the year, if you can get some confidence, get some wins under you, all of that. So I don't think it has anything to do with any external drumbeat. It's kind of one of those things like no one can be harder on you than you yourself are on you. That didn't make any sense. No one can be harder on you than you are on yourself. Got it. And so that's the point. Yeah, right? That's fair. I mean, it, kinda, uh, it reminds me, it reminds me early in the season. Um, someone said to Jacoby Brissett, well, I'm looking at the schedule and I feel you have X number of winnable games before the schedule turns. And Jacoby was just like, it's my job to think every game is winnable. I get that. And so like, but, that's the same point. Of course, it's your job to get off to a good start. But the thing is, Adina, it doesn't matter to, what's being said. And oh, sorry, go ahead. Adam. No, no, no. But to G's point, like owners are Owners care about these things yes. sometimes, right? Like Jimmy Haslam is a little wackadoodle. He got he has. We don't know what like sometimes. Jimmy Haslam thinks one thing one day and another. So if the Browns like to me, and I have defended Stefanski and Barry a lot over the three years, but they can't have another bad year. I mean, I think you know, Barry and overall through three years, I would grade Barry and Stefanski middle of the road. At best, and they've gone, they've gotten worse each year. That's just how I see it. You may disagree, and it can't get worse again this year. It's got to get significantly better. If that Agreed. doesn't happen, their yeah. jobs are on the line. Agreed. And I think Jimmy Haslam might see it that way. So maybe building a little goodwill with the media, which they haven't done the best job of doing by being so closed off, could help potentially. But in the end, yes, we don't say they don't want to win for that reason, but or do things for that reason. But maybe it helps them a little bit, build some goodwill, and that might help with maybe. With but Jimmy you Hasen. also have to, yes. But you have to read the room to some degree as well. And it's interesting because Tony Grossi and I were having this conversation yesterday. You people.
people bring baggage into what they do. And I'm not saying that the local media has baggage. I'm just saying that there are different responsibilities according to what your job is. And you can't at this point be fake. I don't think that Kevin or Andrew are combative, but no. I do think that they have to carry 20 years worth of baggage that they had nothing to do with. Yeah. I just think that sure. when you've got a group of media that has been in the city for a very long time that have experienced the, for lack of a better phrase, same old Brown, same old Brown, same old Browns, it's not Kevin's job. It's not AB's job to make up for what happened 15 years ago, 10 years ago, four <clears throat> years ago. Right. So they are who they are. And at some point, it all comes back to it. Everything is just different when you're winning. So their focus should not be on fostering more kindness out of a beat writer or more slack from a local anchor. Their focus should be on winning those games because winning the games will create that better quote unquote relationship sure. goodwill with the locals. I totally, totally agree with that. Didi, I got another combine question for you. I'm fascinated by the combine and how all this okay. stuff works over there. When you're at the combine and a story breaks like it did this morning where there's an arrest warrant out for Jalen Carter now who might be one of the top couple picks in the draft, what's the vibe like between everyone there? Do, do most people already knew this was coming? Was this kind of no, groundbreaking you know to and you guys? No, this is insane because I, I, I'm here with CBS okay. and um, – we thought Jalen Carter was coming to talk to us. And I was just sort of like checking, okay, who are the next four guys that are coming? And I'm doing like just a quick whatever, um, just to make sure, like nothing new. And literally I put in Jalen Carter's name and it was one minute after a story had been posted about the seemingly ch allegedly cha alleged changing story of where he was at the time of the accident that allegedly he was present for the accident and allegedly told the police a different story. Literally that happened. And I turned to a guy from the national football league who's helping harness these players. And I said, Oh my God, is he still coming? And he didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, look, and I showed him my phone and he said, wow. And I said, well, is he going to get up on one of those podiums? You see the podiums behind me and just answer questions. He's going to be asked about this right now. And he said, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This is why they have agents. These are the people that prepare them. And so we're like, well, there's no way you can't not ask about this. What's going to happen? I'm telling you, everything shut down. All the guys were gone. Like that was the end of the prospects. All of them. Like that All was it. Yeah. Wow. So, and I don't know if other defensive players were indeed scheduled to come afterwards, but it was just like the room, like it kind of went through the room. Mm. Hey, what about Carter? What about Carter? What about Carter? And then all of a sudden there were no prospects here and there definitely wasn't Carter. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That's not what so, I expected. I mean, I'm very I interesting. Uh, yeah. And you're, you're, yeah. you were a journalist. I mean, it was for, a perfect example right there. You were a journalist for a long period of time, Aditi. Like, it, the timing of that, how, how, how do you play it? Do you know something I don't know? What do you mean, were? Well, <laughs> Am I losing I mean, my job? Is, uh, well, for the NFL Network. There you go, right? <laughs> so when you well, work, I am for CBS, but yeah, okay. When you work when you work for NFL, the NFL Network, the timing of this seems crazy. Like, does, like because yeah. I, I turned to Mikey McNuggets and I said, well, this is, he told me it's from January this happened. 
And then, you know, you he's scheduled to be at the combine, and then the story breaks at the combine. Generally speaking, how does that happen um, in the writing process? Who tells you to do that? I, you know, I, I have no idea. Like, think about Laramie Tunsil and the video coming out on draft oh, night. Yeah. Think about Josh Allen and those old tweets coming out um, on the morning of the draft. Remember? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember being – I was in Cleveland for the Laramie Tunsil draft. I was texting with someone in the Ravens organization – the Ravens were coming up on the clock. This guy is telling me Tunsil's going to be the pick. All of a sudden, that video is out. And then he's telling me, well, they're having a conversation in the room right now. Like, can they take him? Can they take him? Like, that yeah. was holy cow timing. That was this is pure speculation. And I, yeah, this is pure speculation. I have absolutely nothing to back this up. This is just me throwing something out there. I wonder sometimes if it's competing agents. Meaning, like, let's uh, say you also have a quarterback man, and you want low. your quarterback to go higher low. than Josh Allen. So do you sometimes, like, get that? Or is it – yeah, of course it's low. And that's what I'm saying. It's, like, gross speculation. I mean, would but a agent, team do that? To not try surprising because like, agents are pretty to scummy to them? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the timing of that works. But this isn't the first time that at a – quote unquote key moment, yeah. something potentially salacious suddenly breaks and you're like, wait a minute, why like how was that held for all this time? How were Josh Allen's old tweets held for this long? How was that Laramie Tunsil video that had been shot whatever like a year before yeah. suddenly out that day? With the gas mask. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. And Tunsil Can turned out to be an, an elite left tackle. So, you know, they they yeah. dropped in the draft and I think he went ninth overall. That he was year. smoking pot in the video, right? Yeah, in a gas mask. It yeah, was. Yeah, it was yeah. Yes, that's such a big in deal. In a gas by the way. mask. I. Who knows? <laughs> I think. But again, it's like what they say about like failing the pot test at the combine. True. Everybody smokes pot. It's a stupidity test. test. Yeah. Exactly. So like, smoke your pot, but don't be so dumb. Smoke your pot in a gas mask if you want, but don't be so dumb to let somebody videotape it. Yeah. Like yeah. right. Any any common room? sense. Any rumors of like blockbuster trades? You hearing any cool buzz? You know, Browns or or non-Browns? I mean, no. I'm talking about potty trading with people. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, she got the scoop. Come on. Act- I'm kidding. The delay. Yeah, no, the delay. Uh, nothing that I can. By the way, was get it, I, rumor has it. Tell me if this is true or not. That the person you were talking about potty trading with is Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend because on, he's going back to being potty trained. Is that true? <laughs> no, that oh. is not, in oh, fact, man. true. But cute idea right there. He's wacky. Uh, all right, uh, Aditi, we yeah. appreciate it as always. Thank you. Thank you, Aditi. Thanks so much for having me, guys. All right, talk to you all soon. See you later. Bye. All right, there's Aditi. Anthony, you're looking good over there. What's going on? I'm here to chime in and just remind yeah. you guys the 12 o'clock lunch hour sponsored by Colleague Racing. Colleague Racing, your Northeast Ohio NASCAR team. And then I also here have a super chat from one of our friends named Jonathan Stanton. Who is by not the way, the before you read Stanton. that, we got to take you behind the scenes here real quick. We're doing this thing now where we, got, we do our Colleague Reads. Anthony holds up a yellow uh, piece Yellow's of carbon. piece of paper. But here's the thing. Like, if you want us to, like, shut up when you put the yellow thing after the thought, then you got to be ready to jump right in. Yeah, Bull's right, Bull's right. Because I had to say, okay, Anthony, what's going on? And the point is we don't want to do that. Yeah. So you've got to be ready to jump right in. This. I'm learning on the fly. All right, here we go. 
But we have a comment from the internet. Whenever yeah. we get a comment from the internet, it's brought to you by PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancements and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. And all locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, get a full benefit package, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com careers to learn more. Anthony, you're from here and you screwed up Minerva. I know. I heard me say it, and I was like, that's not how you say it. <laughs> I also have a correction to make real quick. Jalen yeah. Brown did not play against the Knicks. Aha! I was he, right! He is NBA expert! He is playing tonight, and he's played in two Tell of the— Tell me I'm wrong. He's played in two of the three games since okay, the All-Star break. Okay, but I was like, break. I could have sworn he didn't no, play in that, that game. No, that is hand up. My bad. Ladies and I gentlemen, right. I am sorry. I apologize. Uh, I'm wrong for the many But he is supposed today. to play tonight. He is supposed to play tonight. So me a, assuming he wasn't going to play was a wrong assumption, but I was factually correct yes. that he didn't play against the Yes. All right, so I'm let's sorry. see a super chat there. So the super chat is from our friend Jonathan Stanton in chat, and um, it's not Johnny Stanton. <coughs> I double-checked. I tweeted Johnny Stanton. Okay. It's not him. I'm glad uh, he wanted to put a bow on the, Wash- the Deshaun Watson QB ranking. Yeah. And he said, I'm glad he's not ranked high because now he's going to come in the next season, be mad, and play <coughs> right. And that goes along with a lot of the Yes, because, because Matt Castle about. put him 24th on a list. Deshaun Watson will have a great year. If if only it were that easy. <laughs> we can hope it's that easy. Yeah. You know what's funny? And listen, if Deshaun Watson wants to rip all the media for saying he sucks, then fine, good, good for him. I'm okay with that. I, you know, not everybody said it. I didn't say it, but whatever. That's all right. But every time, like Travis Kelsey last <coughs> year in the Super Bowl, talking about nobody respected us. That was baloney. That was like fake outrage. And the teams. Like, there's always got to be somebody doubting you. And when the team loses, they never, the players never get up and say, you know, uh, Adam the Bull and G. Bush were right for doubting me. Yeah. We weren't yeah. very good. We that never trash. happens. They only mention it when we were wrong. Well, I'll, I'll, Anthony, you're crushing it today. Very I, I'm good. struggling back here yeah, between t- Bull's house catching fire, unplugging him, running around. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're doing, doing great. great. <laughs> you're doing great. Check the super. You're doing great, though. Yeah. And let's play true and false. Thank you. Thank you. It's true and false time, and I appreciate you for reminding me. And it's Hopefully NFL you combine. did a decent job with the true or false. I have no. Oh, oh! bang! Cash. See, why, this is the easy spot. Cash money bullet by your left foot. Oh, left so, foot. so that's the corner three. The corner right, three. Guys, yeah. the corner so true three. and false today. Woo! We're doing NFL combine questions. Anthony, real quick. He can't keep score and do it. We're gonna have to keep score honor oh, we'll system score. out here ourselves. I actually had it ready to go, but yeah, you oh, guys okay. keep score too. And we'll I think Jay and Tybus are the most likely people to cheat, so I think we're okay. <coughs> yeah, okay. I was gonna say I trust you three. <laughs> Let's go with the first question kidding, here. Bro. The first ever scouting combine was in 1982. Is that true or false? Oh, 82, 82. I'm trying to get inside Anthony's head here. Mm. Anthony and Earl. They've learned from you, so you know it's going to be like, if it's wrong, it's going to be 81. That's or exact, exactly wait, 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 what I'm thinking. I love Earl. This, this one's all me. He can't take any blame if it's bad. Okay. I no, said I false. Like, it's a fair false. question. I said false. I said false. False as well. Hold G, on. what you got? G's writing a whole message here, so yeah. G's got true. And G takes the lead, as it is true. The first scouting combine was, was in 1982. Was I was thinking the same thing. It was, it was like 1983. Are you keeping a scoreboard up there? I got a scoreboard. I got G at oh, one. there you go. Good job out of you. Good job, dude. All right, All so right. second question here. Typically, the NFL Combine invites around 335 players every year. Is that true? I mean, that's, ter- oh, that's a terrible question. 
around 335. Around? What, is it around? What's the parameters of around? Is it around? Could you guess the under over? That's a terrible question. You can't ask a question. It can't be true or false if the word around. If the around. word around, yes. I, I agree. That's a fail I, I by you guys. True. It's from Bleacher Report, and you all got it right. Well, because I would have argued if you said it was like 500, but like, well, that's around 350. I, I was going to argue to the death of that one. Well, who do we blame for that, you or Earl? No, I told you. This is all on uh, me. Okay. Earl, Earl looked at the email and was yeah. like, yeah, that's good. And he sent me away <laughs> right. with it. Okay. Question number three. Gee, John Ross set the 40-yard – that says 40-year dash, Anthony – 40-yard dash record <laughs> with a 4.22. That would be a pretty impressive 40-year dash. Marty McFly. Uh, by the way, my, my son has just watched uh, the first two Back to the Future movies. It's I have not seen that. Fast forward through a couple. Of course you have. True. True. I know this one. Yeah, you guys got it all right? All I know that true? one, yes. Right. Anthony, what team drafted John Ross? Standing back with Mahomes, although I'm not bitter about it anymore. But you're I was asking the one guy who like doesn't have enough sports knowledge to be on the panel. We just who gave you the answer. We gave you the answer. I didn't even. Was it the kid? The Bengals. The Bengals. Thanks, yes. Bull. All right, so score update. He's on the Giants. Bull and Mike yes. are two. G in the lead with three. Next, right, the home of the here. NFL we're Combine. Was... You. We're keeping it. Score. Oh, you are keeping yeah, it. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we got oh, it. All right. Well, what am I doing back here? The home of the NFL Combine has always been in Indianapolis. I like how he's capitalized the H at home, as if that. Uh, I copy and pasted this a lot. True's across the board. True's across the board. You guys are all wrong. Whoa. Really? It was originally in Tampa, Florida, and Arizona has also ho hosted the wow. combat. I knew, I knew it was moving. Must have been the first couple of years. I know it's yeah, moving. It was 1982. I don't know that it's it definitely moving. I thought they didn't decide that yet. I thought they voted to move it. <coughs> yeah, that's stupid. Rotate it. But India, as Didi said, is the perfect city for it. Yeah. Even though I'm okay. in there. You guys ready like for the next straight. one? Go ahead. India's so aside but it's a cool city. from the NFL scouting combine, there are 14 other regional combines. True or false? Is that about 14 other regional combines? <laughs> or is that Give or take over under 13 and a half. <laughs> I should know this. Before, before you turn your boards, G, did you participate in a, in a pro day combine? Yes. That's why the answer is true. I'm going false. True. I did learn from the best. It's false. Yes. It's actually only 11 other regional Dirty. combines. Dirty. Damn it, I was going to. And I did go to you one You changed of those. it when you, you saw I G. Did. You changed and it. And I did go to one of those regional combines. No, he said he knew it. So I was like, all right, I might as well I mean, it. it's. it's that's you why you should it. never do it. It's the first time I've ever done that. I was going to say. They and it's worked against me. They hit you with the, <laughs> he hit us with the four. It's actually 11, but there's 14. But like, come on. I had wrote, written true, and then I was going to change it to false, and then he said, oh, it's true, so I didn't yes. change it. So which one, which one did you go to? I, I went to two of them. I went to one. A pro day or like a combine combine? So I went to, I went to a pro day. We had a pro day at OU, and then we went to a combine. So they have these regional combines. Yeah. The regional combines is for like... Like, there's a lot of XFL teams. There, at the time, it was like NFL Europe. Yep. Okay. Um, so a bunch of those. So I went to one in um, in Washington, D.C., and then there was one in Columbus. So I'll tell you, pro days, from a media standpoint, 
when you're not super big like a DD and you're just a regular yeah. local TV, were like the most fun days in, in, in college because all, especially A&M, right. you would scout some 32 teams there, general managers. Right, right, right. You, got and, you guys uh, ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yes. Really cool. Okay, so oh, next that's one. That's Anthony's way of telling you to shut up. Yeah, yeah, Tom yeah. Brady had a faster 40-yard dash time. How dare you? And Eli Manning. How dare This is, I don't even know the answer, but I have to stand for my boy. I'm saying false, and I'll tell you that. I don't care. If this is true, right, I, I'm, so fine says with, false. True. I'm fine Jesus with it being false. I'm fine with it being true. Bull says true. It is, in fact, false. Oh! Tom Brady's uh, dash it. time was 5.1. I thought it was so ridiculous that it had to be true. <laughs> Eli's was 5.9, and Aaron's was 4.7. Yeah, Aaron can scoot. Aaron can scoot. I know. I just bit. figured the question was so absurd that it had to be true for some reason. We would have been. It would have been a three-way tie had I been right. Instead, yep. you guys were up by two, Up right? by two, correct. It's 4-4-2. Four, 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 All right. How many questions left? Do I have a you chance? Got two left. Okay. So you can tie us. Nick Chubb holds the record for the fastest running back 40-yard dash. Oh my with God. Four and a half. Why wouldn't you have a picture of Nick Chubb there? I Anthony, with all due respect, you have some big fat guy. This is the worst of all time question in the history of true and false. This is the abs and I love you, brother. This is the absolute worst question in the history of. Nick Chubb's not even that fast as a running back goes. Look, I don't know. I was trying to mess with you guys. <laughs> what do you want from me? It's false. Uh, I think Chris Johnson ran a 4-2-4, which is the in fastest defense, running back time. I, I never make right. the question. Well, at least it was. It I was. was. It's been passed since. Well, but but John Ross beat it as the overall time, but I think right. as a running back, I think, I think Chris right. Johnson is still I the fastest. Right. Yeah. This truly Chris is Johnson why goes. I just he make the really graphics. Good. I, Pitt? I think East Carolina. Uh, God, last one. Last right, one, you guys Anthony. Ready for the last one? This is for me. You guys better have a tiebreaker because most of these questions have been bad. and they're probably. Steve Becker, I hope you guys get me a tiebreaker question. Aside from the specific oriented drills, there are 13 tests oh. and evaluations conducted at the top combine. Same fat things. guy in the picture. That's Jordan Davis from last year. Aside from the, wait, pull that back up, Anthony. One second, we're coming back to it. Aside from the specific. <laughs> I guess he means there are 13 things that everybody that does. Everyone does, yes. I'm saying false. I said false. G said false. So All right, we're gonna need a tiebreaker because that is in fact true. Damn it! I wanted to go true. I, I, I was. It was either eleven or thirteen. All right, we need a tiebreaker here. All right, yeah. So let's go, and we're gonna talk about. We'll, we'll come back to Steve Becker. Yeah, we're Steve gonna Becker. talk about the Cavs and Celtics game tonight. And I'm here to remind you one last time: the twelve o'clock hour, lunch is the twelve o'clock lunch hour, sponsored by Colleague Racing. Colleague Racing, your Northeast Ohio NASCAR team. Is my NASCAR team too? Very good, guys. Uh, Cavs tonight. Big playing one. Playing the Celtics. You just said a, you just said you agreed with me. There's no big ones in the NBA. And now you said it's a big one. Well, it, it's a big it game because it's on national TV. It's a big. It's game. a big game in, in a in a vacuum essentially for me. Like yes. it's a fun game. I'm excited to see them play the Celtics. So I don't want to rain on the parade of like because it doesn't really mean anything in the standings. But gee, you just you do think it's meaningful in terms of the Cavs' confidence, especially especially for a young team. Like, and they haven't like, been playing that well lately. Like you know, every that that's the thing. We sometimes I think we judging the Cavaliers based on the LeBron Cavs and the Kyrie Irving Cavs, where they have veterans. J.R. Smith, they had all those guys. Tristan Thompson, they had veterans. Kevin Love. They, so during <laughs> the regular season, yeah, they could come and sleepwalk through certain certain games and look like they weren't playing defense. But they went to the they went to the finals four straight times, right? So for this team, this team is going to get two or three things. One, it's on the road. 
Yep. It will be a playoff atmosphere. Yep. You're measuring yourself against the top team in the Eastern Conference. You've already beaten them twice. Were those you fi- you figure out whether those games were a fluke, whether you just happened to be playing good or they cared, you're going to get a good shot from them because at the end of the day, you look at Milwaukee in the standings, they're within uh, uh, they're, they're right there now. Milwaukee's distance. won 14 in a row, haven't yep. they? Right there right and, now. And, and, and to be honest with you, the only thing, the difference between the Celtics and the Bucks is home court advantage. That's it. So that team, the Celtics, will be coming in here and playing hard. They're at home. I think it's a great opportunity to work on your rotation. It's a great opportunity to start figuring out who's going to be the closer. You're going to have an opportunity to figure out what type of defenses and different things you're going to run. And I want to see what JB does and how he coaches this game because every you're going to have to ratchet up. You want to you want to be peaking. You want to be hitting the apex right when the season is over. You don't want to be still lollygagging around trying to figure out what you're doing. You want to be hitting the ground running. And I think the good thing, the good part about the Cavs is right down there in the four seat. I need to see them put some 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 distance between the Knicks, the Nets, and these other teams below. Well, so okay, so the fifth seed, four seed dynamic is important, Gene. Uh, I'm not going to get in the whole Knicks. Too. We talked about another day because the Knicks are red hot. Mm-hmm. But this is a potential second round matchup in the playoffs. And if the Cavaliers win tonight, they clinch the season series. The first two games came in that first 15 game stretch of the year, where the Cavs, I think, were 12 and three to start the season, yep. where they played their best basketball. The Cavs' best stretch of basketball this year was in that first two weeks. So, I'm not saying they're a worse overall team now. But they're not playing as well in the in the macro version of what we've seen. So I'm looking tonight for two things in particular, and you hit on one of them. A, in a road environment, in the Garden in Boston, which is one of the toughest places to play in basketball, Celtics have a great home record. Will they show up? That's first and foremost. And two, what's JB going to do to counter some of the moves that Joe Mazzulla does rotation-wise? And I say that because... JB said at tops they're playing nine guys in the playoffs. At tops. Mm-hmm. And you got your starting five. You got Lavert, you got Rubio, and you got Dean Wade. That's, that's really it. Is Lamar Stevens going to play? How is he going to match sub for sub late in the game if Missoula does expand his rotation a little right. bit? And I'm, I'm curious to see how those matchups kind of, I don't want to say cross. I don't know, it's not force your hand because it's a regular season game. Yeah. But it is a preview of a potential second-round playoff oh, matchup. By the way, they, I said the Bucks have won 14 in a row. They've actually won 15 15 in a row. In a row. That's Man. amazing. Uh, it is, uh, so Boston only is a half game back of them. Guys, right now, are you – Cavs, obviously the four seed, they're six and a half out. Um, the best-case scenario, realistically, is they finish as the three. They're currently two behind Philly. Um they're only two and a half games up on the Knicks, who are red hot. Knicks are surging at five. Are you? If you had to bet today, the Cav, you can't pick fourth place. Are they more likely to finish third or fifth? What would you bet? Fifth. Fifth. I think I'd bet fifth too. Fifth. I mean, you just look at you just look how they're trending. You look yeah. at you look at the, what the Knicks are doing. They're playing well. You look at the the Cavs right now. What are they? One and three in their last four. Yeah, one right. and three in the last four. Yeah. And so you know, then you're gonna you think about it. You at Boston, tough. You should beat Detroit, but then you're back at home against Boston at Miami. That's you a know, tough you, game that's too, a yeah. that's a tough game too. Either you, I, I would I would come out of this four game stretch thinking the Cavs would, would be in very good shape if they can go three and, and it, one. And they're playing actually at Miami two 
two games in a row. See that? Yeah, it's back-to-back in Miami. Yeah. Uh, not back. It's Wednesday, Friday. But, but I mean, but, I mean yeah, two, back-to-back two games, games. Back-to-back yeah. games. I go back to when I was playing in college, G, and bowling. There were certain games in the schedule that you got up for. It was just a little different. It wasn't a playoff game, just yeah. a regular season game. But this is it. it kind of meant a little more. And it was, I don't want to say a measuring stick, but it was a game that you went in knowing we need to play well. We need to, to execute. You guys, it was Babson. It actually was. That, that's the team they for us. It always was. Stupid Joey Flannery, four-time All-American, who yes, should have been at Everson. But whatever. There were certain games that you knew, if we don't bring our A game, we're going to get run at the gym. And tonight, on the road, where we just saw them get blown out by Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I want to see how this team shows up, knowing that's the situation in this game. Yeah. Jason Tatum's been playing poorly lately for the Celtics. Since the All-Star game, where he broke right. the All-Star scoring record. I think he scored less than 25 points in right. three straight games now. And they, He's a little off. Jalen Brown yeah, right. didn't play against New York. Hand yeah. up, my bad, did not play against yeah. New York. Jalen Brown is expected to play tonight. It's on ESPN. You have a national audience. Bet Jack has the line at five. Bet Rivers had it at six. Pick your one if you want to bet. Right. Bet Rivers well, better bet it's there. Changed it's the changed since the day goes on. But when you look at that, I really want to see this team come out and, and throw the first punch. Right. Do not let this get well, ugly early like it did against Atlanta. Especially because you talked about the Atlanta game. They were terrible. The Philly game right before terrible. the All-Star break, they played terrible. So, like, they haven't played well. Like, you want to play well against the good teams. I get it. In the end, if they lose, okay, it might not matter in the playoffs, but it might. And G makes a fair point for a younger team. Like, when the for the Cavs-LeBron teams. Nothing mattered. The, the regular season was completely meaningless. Done. You didn't, you didn't, and, and it got to a point eventually where even the first round of the playoffs, you were like, just get me to the finals. Yeah, it, some of them, <laughs> like, we played the Pacers or yeah, we so played you, Detroit. You, like, knew they weren't going to lose. You're like, come on, you're not Lebronto. The Lebronto series, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this is totally different. Like, the Cavs, we have no, we're going to go into a, if they, well, they're going to be in a playoff series. And we're going to have no idea. Like, when's the last time the Cavs played a playoff series besides the, the finals against the Warriors, where you, you like they could win, they could lose. Like, right. obviously, you could lose when LeBron was playing those other series, but you never thought you they were going to lose. Were never, they're never in it's been forever shot. since you went into a non-Warrior series with the Cavs that you were like, it could go I, either way. I think, it was, I think it was the Celtics. I think they bought, they beat... Um, there was a series in 1990, I want to say 93. Um, <laughs> 30 years ago. 93, the Cavs played Boston Celtics. Yeah. And I think it was Larry, Larry Bird's last year. Yeah. What they about some of those teams. early LeBron teams? Yeah, you can't go that far back to when you weren't sure how they were going to do in a series. Like, before LeBron had made it to okay, the finals. Okay, Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Detroit yeah. scored 25 in right. a row. But, but, that goes but back, even that's a long time ago. And, and that goes back yeah. to what you said. If you're an established team, it doesn't really right. matter. But for a young team, this is what they gauge themselves against as they right. go into the postseason. And to G's point, this team is a first-year team together with Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, and Allen as, that, yeah. as your core. Right. They don't have a ton of experience in those crucial road environment, especially on the road. Yep. Tough matches against these top teams. So, yeah. I agree with you, Bull, that in the macro, it's just a regular season game. Win or lose, it doesn't change the outcome of this team. They're not – if they lose, they're not guaranteed to lose in the first round. If they win, they're not guaranteed a trip to the yeah. finals. But a strong showing and a win tonight can mentally for this team put them at a level that if playoff time comes and they got to right. go on a road game seven against a Boston-Milwaukee, they can lean back on this experience and it. say, If the Cavs hey, get into a game seven at Boston and Milwaukee, they've had an excellent season. Yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> but, but 
My point is Tremendous. that we we they, they I'm signed back, for that right now. They could Tremendous. look back at this game, yeah. as hey, sure, we did this sure. in March. Let's go do it but again. But let me tonight. ask you guys this, or let me let me. I'm thinking about this team because one of you just mentioned it was you just mentioned the eight guys that are probably going to play in the playoffs. Yeah, and I'm thinking about this, and you tell me, you guys know the NBA better than I do. In my mind, it's like one through four. You love those guys, all yep. four of them. They're yep. all lovable. Yep. They're all excellent. Yeah. You're excited about them. The other the other guys, it's a dramatic fall. They don't, all, they don't have a backup big. They're all like Karis Levert's a nice player. It's a dramatic they, fall. Boy. They have nobody outside of the big four that's got any interesting upside, do they? No. Right? No. Did I just spit on you? You just spit on Sorry, my head. I spit on my Mike was so he's like Ugh. This is why we all get sick, Bull. Yeah, well, I'm not sick, thankfully. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Sorry, Mike. It's okay. But, like, is there any uh, interesting upside? I mean, it's weird. So, like, Jetty, I don't think, will be in the playoff rotation. Yeah. Jetty, of all the guys we listen to. He's got no upside. But he, he could get, would, he get would, hot one night. I would play I would play Jetty over some of them other dudes. I don't know who. Right, but, like, the, like, I feel like the really good teams, and here's and that's part of the reason they suck on the road, right? Because road players disappear. The, yeah. The Both others, players, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the others, you know, like yeah. they don't have any interesting others. Okay, I so, feel like. so Rubio is solid. Like he's a good yeah, backup, he's but he's not gonna, he's not gonna do anything. But he is what he is. Like you, he's there's solid. no like. I feel like on a lot of these good teams that have popped up in recent years, there's kind of a guy that starts to emerge. Yeah. Like, and they don't have any guys like, like Kawhi that. Leonard. You saw it, like Kawhi Leonard. You saw it with Paul George. You saw it. With some of these guys that just really started to hit the trajectory, Donovan Mitchell was one of those kids in Utah. Yeah. Where you, they're a younger kid, you're like, oh, man, this dude is, is making a coming out party in the playoffs. Well, the bubble, you had Jamal Murray yep. and Donovan Mitchell in the same yeah. series, yeah. each yeah. coming out for their team. Yeah. It has to be, in right? my opinion, when you look at the, the Cavs roster right now, and we've said it all year and we'll continue to say it, Mobley is that guy. Right. No, no, Mobley but, I, is but that I'm guy. saying, like, that four is great, and that's going to, to no, some degree, yeah, you're carry talking them. On the, on the bench, but the like, other guys. they got to hit on one of these, like, late first, second round picks one of these days yeah. that emerges into, a, a, like, an interesting fifth guy or whatever. You know, because you, if you look at it when you're drafting, the only player that they didn't hit on, right? So you hit on Mobley. Yeah. You hit, hit on Jared Allen. Yeah. Great. Well, they didn't draft, well, they, trade, they didn't draft but, Allen. No. They traded, but they traded. Yeah. They got him. They got yeah. him. And, you and hit on Garland. You hit on Garland. Okoro's the bust. But you but, but What's that? What's that? Okoro's bust. You go back to that draft. That whole draft's a bust. Sure, yeah. That's it, true. It, it didn't matter who they took there. Anyone that was slotted. Go back and look at that draft. I'm telling you. I'm trying you. to think who. who I'll, I'll pull it up. But it is. it was a terrible middle of the what, draft. What, what, is, what is it? Porter. What, which one was Porter? Let me give you guys. Oh, let's do. While you're looking for that, let me give you the Michael Porter Jr. What, 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 what draft do you – because I think they took him at 11. Porter went 14 that year. 14. Uh, see? But he had – He had a back injury. He had yeah, that, that, that's a real tough one because he yeah. – Okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, where's the full draft? Don't give me this. So, when Anthony Edwards, stud. Yeah. James Wiseman's already been traded. Yeah, he's garbage. LaMelo Ball – a very good player. Patrick Williams, a very good player for the Bulls. Well, the guys who went before so, were So those are the four. Yeah. Here, here's after, and tell me where you'd rather go. Akuro at five. Onyeka Nkongwu on Atlanta. He's played pretty well for this. I mean, he doesn't fit what they he's need. He's a center. Like, yeah. But he's been He's decent. done a nice job off the bench. The only reason I know that is because he's on my fantasy team. But he's a, <laughs> he's a big man. Doesn't fit what yeah, they no, need. No. Killian Haynes doesn't see any minutes on Detroit. No. Obi Toppin? Nothing. Nope. No. Denny Advia no. on Washington? 
Jalen Smith. Hey, he's the only Jew in the NBA. Let's nope. give him some love. <laughs> he is from Israel. Jalen Smith already didn't get his option picked up. Devin Vassell, who's decent for San Antonio. He's good. Well, and that might be a situation where he's putting up points on a team. I don't, look at his numbers, though. No, I no, mean, he's put up good numbers. I, mean, I don't know how good he I'd is. Take him. You'd rather have him than a oh, absolutely. But I'm just saying that was six picks later. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, know yeah, that yeah, they. Yeah. And, then, and then you got Tyrese Halliburton at 12, who was. By oh, far he's the been best. awesome. Uh, but they were drafting a point guard after taking okay. Garland the year before. Right, that's two. Isn't Vassell a point guard too? Two, three, yeah. Those guys are turning into good. Yes. Like, but that's the thing. Like, can you? I understand position wise, but what I'm saying is. They never like, and most we've talked about it. Like most second round picks are. I mean, a waste, I'm, but. I mean, they you know the D- Dylan Windlers of the world. Right, man. like he's been a total waste. Um, what's the <coughs> final? Oh, let's get. We got to break the tie here. Yes, let's get that tie. Yeah. Break. So thanks to Steve Becker, I have it here. And then we'll uh, do the top five. The question is closest to without going over. What is the record for most bench press reps at 225 pounds at the combine? Most record closest without going over. Don't pick the same number. I remember who it was. I remember his name. I don't remember his name. All right. Here we go. You guys ready? 52? Oh, they're way. 42. Uh, We're going to have a winner. I think. G, you went over. Is it 44? 52 for Justin Ernest in the answer is what? What's the answer? 51. You just said 52. Oh, oh the answer's. G went over at 52. That's cool. Oh, that's that cool. Yes. That is cool. Finally. Hell. Finally. I was, I was one away. I have been waiting to wear this from, belt for so long. Are you serious, Bull? Uh, I think G Bush should win. But I, in fairness, it's Steve inappropriately said in his question without going over. He did say it. We did announce it. I would have not had that caveat, and I would have made G wow. Bush the winner. But Steve Becker screwed you and gives Mike the championship. I think Steve was cheating for Mike. He, he just be. wanted him to touch that goal. Meant to be. He wanted him to touch it. It's that was, so that was feels fun. so good. Mm. It looks good on me too, G. No, the offense. first winner. It, it, it looks does, doesn't look good on you. It's too big for you. No, I, I All right, you guys want to do a quick top five? Top five. Oh, let's do a top go. five. So, and I think hey, hey. I just want to remind you guys. I was one, robbed. Once again, if I can change the TV here, that the entire 12 o'clock lunch hour is sponsored by Colleague Racing. Colleague Racing, Got your Northeast Ohio NASCAR team. Also, Colleague Racing, sponsored of today's True and False champion, yes. Mike Lucas. Thank you. By the way, there's just. Congrats, Mike. By the Steve, way, the we're chat. not on the Price is Right, Steve. <laughs> price is Right is for 80 year olds, all right? The, be better, Mr. Bob Barker's dead. Move on. Oh, the, Bob chat, dead? the chat understands. Dead we got to play Dead or alive. We're, we got, we're playing this we'll, in the next two weeks. We'll talk. After the show tomorrow. Yes. About Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive. Is Bob Barker dead? Don't I look it up. That'll okay. be, be going for the show. Yeah. Uh, Director Steve is saying that he is alive. No, well, Steve, don't ruin the game. It, Come Steve. on, Steve. Steve, you ruined it. Anthony, top five. Uh, yeah, hold on. We need 173. By the years. way, Steve. the best thing so Bob Barker ever did was not Price is Right. It was in uh, the what, Adam Sandler what, what, movie. What's it called? Uh, Ad, uh, Happy it, Gilmore. Yeah, Happy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he no. beats up Adam Sandler. Go ahead. All right, top so five. today's top five. I Shout out to my girlfriend. She actually came up with the topic. But these are my top five jobs that I wish I could do other than this that I definitely do not have the skills to do. Number if, one, if coming, they, in at, wait, wait, no, wait. coming in at number five. If number one isn't be the people's champ, then this list is already flawed. I'm not sure you got the skills to be it's, the people's champ. It's a champ pipe dream. Here. I don't want to say yeah, He's never going to Number five, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be a tattoo artist. I, I used to draw, lost all my artistic ability by the time I got to high school. I think being a tattoo artist would be a blast. Have you designed any of your own tattoos, Anthony? 
No, but I've given them written description. So I mean, kind of yes. Artist, I guess. I've never the, drawn any the of the people mine, that no. do it. Kind of like it. Ta tattoos are something. Ta you should always like. I never got my brother's darker than me, and uh, I never got the, the like people that are dark getting tattoos. You can't see them. It is strange. Yeah. I'm like Bryson. Why you got a tattoo? Where's your? What is that tattoo of? Yeah. It just looks looks like a birthmark now. What if it was like <laughs> a really bright color though? Mm. On a dark skin guy? No, it wouldn't work. See? No. By the way, I met this girl once in in Cleveland. We I was having lunch at, at the by the radio at the restaurant in the radio station, and this girl sitting next to me. We ended up chatting, and she because she I was so fascinated because <coughs> she had her head shaved, and a head and tat. she had tattoos all over, like every inch of her body, and I was fascinated by it. So I started talking with her, and she was here for some tattoo convention. This was like four or five. That's years this ago. weekend. Oh, is Th it? This weekend is the uh, Cleveland Tattoo Convention. It was the wildest thing I ever saw. She was telling me she owned a business in like Michigan or something. Fascinating. It's so funny. I'm fascinated with tattoos, even though I don't have any. We never get one. I love Ink Master. Great show. But I, I fascinated when people. When <laughs> so I see funny. people with tattoos all over them. I'm fascinated by it. Anthony, number four. Yeah. So number four, best-selling author. Now, I love sci-fi. <laughs> I could probably write stuff. I write for D&D, &D, but we've all seen my spelling. I couldn't afford the editor to edit my book. To well, be a that's, that's a fact. But in Pie of the Sky, you would, like, it, this is a dream job. So you would, in theory, have enough money if you were a good enough writer for someone to fix your spelling. Yeah, but, like, getting to that point. What I, do you mean you I, write for D&D? &D? What does that mean? Oh, sorry. I, I write some stuff for Dungeons & Dragons I, with my friends. So, like, I can write stuff. So, so but we've seen my spelling. So, right. so he, 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 like, write a quest the, out. He's the, he's the moderator. So basically, if he's playing Dungeons and Dragons, he'll say, you three are on a quest. Wait a second. Adults play Dungeons and Dragons? Well, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Stanton plays, and Miles Garrett. Yeah, Johnny Stanton That's has right, a I show. I forgot about yeah. that. I, it's I big, obviously, in Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. Do you uh, have any yeah. dice? I, I oh, played I so many for dice. I'll show you the picture later, G. Briefly. Hey, let, me, let me, I need to see, sometimes you can, I don't have the dice like they got. Like a 20-sided die and the, yeah. Anthony, number three. All right, number three. All right, number three. Blue Angels Pie. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I, I have like, I'm blind. Uh, my left eye is negative six and a half. My right eye is negative five and a half. What? I get motion sickness really easily. I would love to do it. It was How one of my dreams as a kid. Terrible combination. Yeah, How it's like I have no shot. Uh, he's borderline blind do you and wear gets nauseous. I want to be yeah, a pilot. <laughs> I actually, I'm pick, going to pick up my new glasses this week, but I wear glasses most of the time. Number okay. two, though. Mm. Closest thing, professional soccer player. I, you know, my knees are the. Of those are you good of at flopping? Old man. I, I could do it. Yeah. No, he could, he was a goalie. He was. Remember, Anthony must shout you out for your athletic prowess. Anthony led whatever conference he was in in saves. Yeah, whatever Trinity High School conferences. Now he uh, said his save percentage. Do, do, no, no saves in total. His save gave do up goalies, so many shots do, they lost a do lot. Do goalies have to yeah, run with the rest of the team? Because yes. you have to yeah. be in tremendous. I did, shape. I did the mile run every day. Like, but you, all you got to do is go to net for net to net. You don't got to actually run. No, you don't got to run net to net. You just like, go side to side. Side to side. I was also a midfielder and a defensive back, so I had to do everything. Is this fair or not? It feels like to be a goalie for a penalty shot is has nothing to do with skill. It's all about luck. That you you guess. Yes, right. you, yes, you are. But you got to be able to dive in. No, no, no. I know you have to be skilled skilled in general to be a soccer goalie. I'm talking specifically for a penalty shot. It feels like it has nothing to do with skill and all about you guess the right way. Yeah, but uh, the if, only skill you could use is reading the kicker's hips, and like that's the whole point. Right, but that's not a physical. But yeah, you're skill, right. It's you know. mostly luck. But like, no, you it, disagree. But, to the most part, it's luck. But like Anthony diving one way and Brad diving another way is very different. Like that's true. There, Once I got out of high school, I was too huge. short it's, to be a goalie. It's, it's completely well, but luck. that's not like 
that's just your size, not like your. Oh, you say like the skill to stop a penalty right. kick. Yeah, right. There is no it's just guessing the right the way. The biggest skill to stop a penalty kick is having elite reaction times. Okay. Because sometimes they yeah, don't guess, but they most move of they guess. Before the kick. They, because you got to think about it. They could go top left, top right, bottom left, bottom yeah. right. It middle. is a guessing game. It's, it's a guessing game. Yeah. It, it, that net yeah. is like Remember wrong. in the World I, Cup final, what's his name? That great player kicked it slowly up the middle because you got the guy to die? Yeah. Oh, hey, it's messy. That, that was messy, cool. right. That's, that's cool. how we fix it. All right, Anthony, last one because I got a final take I got to do. Okay. I want to be a rock star. I would love to be a rock star. Who I'd love is to that? play guitar. That is the lead singer of my favorite band. That's Claudio Sanchez of Coheed and Cambria. Uh, I mean, that's some hair, hair right that's there. That's amazing. He's the reason I started teaching myself how to play guitar, and I just I love guitar. I could yeah. never play at that level. What I, band I mean, is that? Coheed and Cambria. I've heard of them. Like, they're, would you, they're would, a '90s, late '90s uh, prog rock band. The best one on this list, Anthony, is Blue Blue Angels Pilot. You can't see and you get motion sickness. That's yeah. that's the winner. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do any of those jobs. Would you guys? Uh, no. I'd be a pilot. That'd be fun. Why well, am a, rock a soccer? I'd be a soccer player. Why yeah. well, am a rock star? You just that's just what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, but you wouldn't know you're a rock star. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm slightly. No, I, I mean, I guess who wouldn't want to be a rock star? I guess you. That's fair enough. I Speaking just, of which, Kiss. Uh, well, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons and the two. Not the and then the other two members of Kiss are not the original members at this point, but the, the, those two guys were on there too. Were on Howard Stern this morning. It was fascinating. It's, it's, fascinating. it's a good interview. Any well, how, everyone with Howard Stern. Yeah. yeah. Any any eye raising nuggets? Uh, just that basically, like these guys hated each other. Really? Over there was a time I didn't realize that at one point all four original members of Kiss came out with a, a solo album on the same day. When like albums used to get released back they in the did. day, because they hated each other so much, they weren't talking to each other. Their manager was basically like, "Okay, why don't you guys all go your, your own way for a while?" And uh, it was kind of interesting there. And they're do they claim that this farewell tour that they've been on for five years is finally ending the first week of December at Madison Square Garden, ten blocks from where they all grew up. Mm. The, even though it's only two of the original guys. At this Are they like ninety or something? Let's get Mike's final they're take. Probably seventies. Yeah. All right, guys. So it is it is March first now. I'm going to pull Titus away for this to finish. <laughs> that was awkward. It was. It, well, that's yeah. what Titus does. But, okay, in all seriousness, it is March 1st, which means I've officially lived in Cleveland for 11 months now. And I'm not sure I've ever fully opened up about this, but uh, when I first got here, I didn't know anybody. I met G, Bull, and these guys. And when I'd moved for other jobs in the past, you work in a newsroom with a lot of people your same age. So you kind of naturally have this friend group you – fall into and it was really easy for me to make friends in Tennessee it was really easy for me to make friends in Texas and these guys are awesome but after the show we all kind of go our separate ways you have a kid and a wife G Bush you're married we're not necessarily in the same age or financial bracket so it was a little tougher and for a long time in Cleveland I would say the first six seven months here it wasn't I didn't like Cleveland but it never never felt like home I always felt like I was renting an Airbnb in my apartment and I was kind of here as a pit stop in my career and and everything, and you know, I had friends from the gym and kind of friends, but it's kind of depressing. I felt alone a lot. No, no, and, and I'm, I'm being dead serious. Oh, okay, but like, yeah. Sorry, don't be not, not not like depressed as a, a person, but just in general. That. Yeah. Like, I felt on my own a lot, and that's yeah. something I had never encountered before. And I would say since the Dece since December, I've met some people. I've become really good friends with some of the people I, I kind of knew friendlier before. The show's finally getting a little more stability and some things we can't talk about. Yeah. And it took you a couple of years. You told me this. Cleveland's freaking awesome. It is. Yeah. I am falling in love with the city for the little nuances for it, for the people, for the culture, 
was for you guys, like, it there, it wasn't a rough stretch or a dark part, but it was it was lonely. And I'm not saying this for pity. I'm saying this because I fell in love with the city, and I, I really, really like Cleveland. Look at my and I did not expect myself to say that with everything encompassing into one 11 months in. And it sucked for six months being yeah. kind of on my own trying to figure it out. Solo I dolo, but you out all the time. No, no, and, and that's not a shot you guys. I'd be happy like, to go out sometimes. Mike never invites me. But anywhere. just it, like Cleveland's really. <laughs> I have invited you guys out a couple of times. Cleveland's awesome. I-